Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. Please join us on Wednesday, March 8th to celebrate International Women's Day at the third annual Empowerography Live Women's Online Conference. The event will be running from 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have 31 of the most incredibly inspirational, transformative, and influential women around who will be speaking at the conference. You can pick up tickets on my website at www.empowerographypodcast.com. They're on sale now for only $20 Canadian. That's $15 for our U.S. friends. We hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Lucy Fricci. She is the owner and founder of Create Your Own Future and a co-founder of the 90 Day Divas. Welcome, Lucy. It's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing today? Thanks. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and sharing a little bit about your story and your journey. I appreciate you and I'm looking forward to jumping in. Yeah, same. So as mentioned, you are the founder and owner of Create Your Own Future, which is a web design and digital marketing company, as well as a co-founder of the 90 Day Divas. When did you start Create Your Own Future? Yeah, so I created my company exactly five years ago, which is quite funny. Wow, five years. Well, happy anniversary. Happy five-year anniversary to you. Thank you. <laughs> and what were you, And what were you doing for a living before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? Yeah, so before that, I was working at a telecom company in Switzerland, and I was a marketing manager for over okay. eight years. I was doing that. Okay. And so how easy or hard was that transition for you from corporate life into entrepreneurship? And what was the catalyst for you to make the jump from corporate into entrepreneurship? Yeah, good question. So it's definitely, it was, for me, it was very, I'd say it was very easy and it felt really good and... Yeah, it was like like it was meant to be. Yeah. A lot of different events that sort of led me to finally then quit my job and say, no, now it's time for what I actually inspire and what I want to do and what I want to create. So, yeah, I mean, I had a great time in the corporate world. I traveled a lot. I had great responsibilities. It was a really cool company to work for. I learned a lot. But I just also realized I am a doer. And in a corporate world, sometimes it just takes ages. It can take weeks, months until something changes. And you always feel a bit like they don't listen. Or you sometimes wonder why Why are you actually working in the team? Because we can't make changes. Or there's lots of politics going on, too. Lots of red tape bullshit. Lots of it, yes. <laughs> And I suppose I was also quite young and I was fresh out of uni and I was just full of motivation and energy and I wanted to make these changes and I couldn't even understand why we're not allowed to do this or why can't we do this? I was working for a phone app and we had in-house developers. So it was all theirs, but we got told from the top management we can't do certain things, which was really frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, so it was lots of different events and at the end I actually had a car accident and Yeah, so I had a massive um, concussion and whiplash, and I was lying in bed for about two months. I couldn't move. Oh, man. Yeah, it was quite quite scary, really, because I was 28 at the time. 
And I was lying in bed thinking, wow, is this it? And you really start thinking about your life. And I have been thinking about quitting and starting my own business. This dream has been here for a while. And I thought, no, no, this is a great job. I'll go back. And I went back to work and my whole body was just talking with me. And it was just impossible. Like, yeah, very, yeah, I basically had to quit. Yeah. yeah, a few months and um, started my journey. It's funny how life altering events like things like that, tragic events, cause that pondering and that deep thought about what the hell am I doing? Like, mm. there's got to be more. But, you know, I find that a lot of people, yes, they think about these things when things like that happen, but it, they end up falling back into the same routine once they get past whatever that struggle is that they're dealing with and they don't follow through. Oh, totally. Because, yeah, that's, again, society wants us to do these things. Like we right. told you, be, if you're in the corporate world, you step up and you you go year for year, you, you go up this ladder and yeah. you just put your health second. So it's yeah. It well, good for you for doing it, Lucy. Yeah, that you. I think that's amazing and inspiring. What inspired your journey then into the world of web design and digital marketing as a business in particular? Yeah, so once I decided to quit my job, I was really I was just at the end of everything. So I quit my job and I was like, wow, okay, what am I gonna do now? I've got this apartment, I lived in Zurich in the middle of the city, but I knew I'm not going to stay here. I want to go and explore the world because I've always loved traveling. And then I had a friend who was a digital nomad and he was talking about this digital nomad cruise. And I was like, oh, okay, quite intrigued. And I saw there was one, I think the next month and it went, for, <laughs> it went from Barcelona to Panama. Yeah. Thought, wow, this is cool. So it was a massive cruise and it was about 500 digital nomads. So people who had their own business or working remotely and it was a massive like a conference. So we'd have like workshops and then in the evening you'd get together. And it was really inspiring to be there and being surrounded by people who are actually doing what I want to do because I knew I wanted to be able to work remotely. That was one thing that I knew I didn't want to go every day to the same office and have that routine of going to the office, coming home. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And just talking and got to meet lots of different people. And eventually I got to meet someone who was really big into coding okay. and knew my background that I was a marketing manager. Because also as a marketing manager, I was overlooking our website and what's the, what are the process. But I was always, that was another thing. I was a bit frustrated. Why can't I change the changes? It seems so, <laughs> so easy. And, um, yeah, then he was talking about, well, why don't you learn to code? And I thought, well, why not? Yeah. And that's basically where my journey started. I got off that ship and I started to learn to code. I was in Panama. Amazing. How long are the cruises? So that cruise was, it must, well, I think it was 10 days. And so are these cruises for people that want to become digital nomads and work from anywhere? Or is it like, is it a, a mix of people who are actually doing it or are the people, the instructors or the teachers or the speakers at, at the conflict? Because it's basically a conference on water, right? Yeah, totally. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So there's the teacher there, but the people that are attending and going on these cruises are people that want to get into that lifestyle, correct? So I'd say about 80% of the people on the cruise are really have their own business, already work remotely. And then it might be about 20% that love to travel and yeah. would like to be able to travel and work. And so this is the place to learn how to do that then? Well, I guess it's learning or just being around the people that can really tell you how they've done it. Talk about right. experiences because yeah, there's different talks and then you've got workshops. Yeah. 
So if you really go to all these talks, of course, there's also lots of padding, a lot of people. <laughs> of course. <laughs> another big thing. So it's always about what, what's your goal and your intention when you go on there. But unfortunately, because of COVID, they had to stop right. cruises. But now they've got other locations that they come together and meet and have their workshops and conferences that sounds pretty wild. Well, it is. We are who we surround ourselves with. So it's really yeah. important to really be re- realizing where do we want to go? Who do we want to become? And who do we need to surround ourselves with to, to get there? It was perfect. It was exactly what I needed because I knew people in the corporate world did not understand that I could quit. Why would I? That's crazy. How could you leave the comfort of this incredibly beautiful corporate job and security and all of the benefits, all of the things. But the thing is that they don't tell you that there is no security. There's no such thing as security in the corporate world, in the job market anymore. It's so true. Yeah. You never knew. And that's exactly the thing. Some months it'd be like, oh, it's going really bad. Oh, that whole fear policy was a big thing too. And But I guess it's taking that leap and just going for what actually works for you and not yeah. what people want you to do. For sure. What would you say is the most inspiring or rewarding part of the work that you now do? Well, there's lots. First of all, <laughs> it's the amazing customers I've been able to work with and what they do, what what, the, what kind of impact their business has on our world, but also seeing the results that they get after we've, yeah, we've redone, redesigned their website, got better workflows and then working on a marketing strategy and that they really come back and say, hey, it actually, yeah, it's it's going in the direction where they want to go and the, the feedback that they get, that's amazing. And just seeing that they actually also going for their dreams and doing what feels good for their business. It's inspiring, truly inspiring to see other people doing that too. Um, You know, I mean, as you know, coming from the corporate world, a lot of people, most of the people tend to get stuck in that hamster wheel of, well, this is comfortable, you know, I've got a paycheck, mm -hmm. it's steady. Why would I risk going out on my own? And there's not security there or there's not a definite paycheck and and they're miserable going to work every day, but it's all for the security of that paycheck and the fear of the unknown, right? Mm, Yeah, totally. Yeah, that emphasis on that whole paycheck is crazy. And I think that's something too, when you start your own business, it is a bit of a change also thinking, well, okay, where's my next paycheck coming in? But I think that can't be your focus or no focus. It really has no. to I think that we can use that as a driving force though, mm. because it's like, if you don't get the clients or you don't put in the work, you're not going to eat. You're not going to get a paycheck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, Lucy, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts of the work that you do? I guess challenging could be that you always, sometimes, especially in the beginning, you're always in that work mode because you're building it up. You, It's your baby. Like you don't just yeah. do it. You, you're constantly thinking of ways to increase it or, oh, that would be another good way of doing it. Um, often the good ideas anyway come when you're not sitting in front of your laptop. That could be something or... I guess just constantly being, say you're working on a project and you really need to think about the next customer coming in. So it's a lot to think about, to have that, yeah, that big picture, knowing that yeah. something. I mean, challenging customers, that could be, you have that everywhere. I mean, you could be in a corporate world and you've got a teammate who's just a bit of not the easiest person to work with. And then sometimes, or oh, what I've definitely also felt, you can feel quite lonely. That's um, For sure. Yeah. So you really, I think that's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's something I guess no one told me about or 
definitely I had to experience myself. Although at the beginning, I was really quite occupied with just setting it up, doing it. I, I really yeah. needed that time on my own. But then the more you get into it, the, you're sort of like, oh, well, I can actually, I can work here. Or I can work that time. And yeah, so that was something I definitely had to work on to surround myself with like-minded people and people who actually have time to meet up for a coffee during the day. And You know, I, I find it funny that when we hear people talk about entrepreneurship, it's almost like it's glamorized or romanticized. <laughs> Nobody talks about the other side of things because, I mean, let's be honest, there are, as you just stated, and I've experienced as well, there are challenging or difficult pieces of that puzzle that people don't normally talk about. As you said, you jumped in and you didn't know that you had to deal with this, that it's lonely. And like, I think we need, I think part of our responsibility, in my opinion, anyways, part of our responsibility as entrepreneurs is to provide that education and talk about those things that people don't normally talk about. This way, people don't jump in like you did or like I did, unaware of all of these things. I mean, yes, I know that we have to learn things for ourselves along the way, absolutely. But I think that if we can start having conversations about some of the other sides or the more difficult side of entrepreneurship and not always glamorizing it, mm. I think it's important. Oh, very. And also another point besides being lonely is feeling understood. I think yeah. that's another thing. Like, yeah, a lot of my friends and family or past workmates, they hadn't, yeah, they just didn't understand. I would have never gone to them to say, oh, I've, I'm actually going through difficult times at the moment because their answer would not be supportive. So it's really yeah. important there too to know who you can actually talk with and who will understand and have ideas how you can change or for sure what type of person or client is your ideal client like what types of things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them so what i look for is a customer who mostly already has a website has been in business for at least let's say a year and realizes what they've done and mostly it's and they've done it themselves or got a friend or a mate someone to do the work and realize look I want to I want to grow my business and I've got big goals and I need a professional to support me with with the whole strategy the setup and the implementation and yeah they're often service-based customers that do come to me can you tell us a little bit more about create your own future like what the company's all about what your mission is yeah, so we're all about creating the online presence of your business. So it starts from creating your brand, then creating and designing your website that really works for what you want to do. And yeah, we talk about your niching and like getting the whole copyright on point. And then also from there, we um, work on the marketing strategy, implementation of your social media, your LinkedIn's sort of going forward. So it's ongoing support with where you want to go that we support you with achieving your goals. One-stop shop. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I love to think big and I like to see the whole vision and being able to really also help with the whole implementation because I am a doer. So it works very well so, for me. So speaking of vision, what is your grand vision for Create Your Own Future? Where do you want to take the business or where do you see it going? Well, I'm really happy where it is currently and I want to really be able to inspire and support as many people as I can. I always say thousands of people with my work and motivate also other people to start their own business, to really get yeah. them going and to live the life that actually that they want to. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. How did you come up with the name for the business? I love it. How did you yeah. come up with the name? So I've always been, yeah, I love creating and the domain crate was gone and I was thinking, well, we are creating our future, our own future or the future of your business. 
So yeah, that's how I basically started with Create Your Future. Now, as the owner and founder of the business, what is your role within the company? Like, do you get right into the designing for clients and and all of those things, or do you have designers that work with or for you, and you're the one bringing in the clients? Like, how does that whole thing work for you? Yeah. So when I first started out, I did everything. I was really hands on through the whole process because I really wanted to understand and also tell if I have people work for me exactly show them how the process should look like uh, user experience is very important to me how I want to treat the customer but basically I'm the face for the customer so I have like all the contact all the communication with the customer that will start from the first call the strategy I do a lot of the designing of the website myself I do have okay. an external designer who does more of the branding when people want to rebrand or actually start from fresh I often outsource that to oh it's actually my brother. He works with me and <laughs> for the company. And then I have, depending on the project and then the size, I've got developers that I outsource to. And um, since last year, I've also got a virtual assistant who works for me, which is really exciting. And she's there basically part-time. Excellent. Depending on what we need. But yeah, it depends on the project and who we need on it. I want to speak a little bit about the 90 Day Divas. Mm -hmm. You are a co-founder, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what the 90 Day Divas is all about? Sure. Yeah. So the 90 Day Divas, our mission is to transform as many lives and businesses of those people that we can. And we really want to untap that potential of um, the business owners, like help them grow their business in 90 days. Can you share with us how the 90 Day Divas came to be and what your role within the, the company is? Yes. So this all happened thanks to COVID. Um, we were all sitting at <laughs> home and we had these different networking online events. And I was on this one call and there was Jen. And I don't know, we were about 20 people on this call. And for some reason, me and Jen, we were Jennifer Myers, she's a part of the 90 Day Divas. We got to know each other or sort of looked at each other and I was like, I want to meet that woman. So we had a one-on-one -on -one and we just realized our mission in business, so she's a leadership coach, was just so similar. We want to help, inspire, encourage, help people grow their businesses. And then I sort of said, well, look, something that I've always wanted to do is have a, a course, a group, a community. And she was pretty much, oh my gosh, me too. And then there's Kakawa Reed, who's the third one. And yeah. I you heard from another business group and then I said to Jen well why don't we have a call all together and we got all three on the call and it was just like wow we all spoke from the heart it, it just felt so smooth and effortless and yeah we were excited and then we're like well let's give it a go and we pretty much just hit ground running and just went for it and started with the naming and it, yeah name branding and we just yeah we've been now going for a bit over a year. And so you all bring your own areas of expertise into the 90 Day Divas. And so how do you help? And now, obviously, I'm going to guess, assume here that's primarily or solely focused on women and women entrepreneurs building and growing their businesses. So what kinds of things do you ladies do to help these women? Yeah, so we've got different event or different ideal ways of doing that. So one, the big part is we've got a 90 Day Business Blueprint program. Okay. So that's 90 days and we meet every two weeks. We have a training session, which is 90 minutes. We start with really with where you are at the moment. Then we go into your messaging, your sales processes, 
your whole technology set up, the marketing strategy. And then that sort of, yeah, every two weeks we have a training session. And then every other week we meet and we have a Q&A session with the um, participants. So it's okay. an online group, 90 days. And yeah, our mission is really just to get you to where you actually want to go to really unlock that potential for your business and basically unlock the potential within you. So how do you balance between 90 Day Divas and your Create Your Own Future? Oh, it actually happens really easy. And uh, okay. it's just a passion. And I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm really passionate about helping. I mean, that's always been something that I've loved doing is helping, supporting, seeing potential in others that they might not see, and then really show them the vision or the, the way that they can get there and just inspire people to really go and, and be there for them and support them. Basically what I didn't have when I started. And then also the transformation that these, it's actually not just women. We also have men in our court. Okay. And just seeing that transformation is amazing. What you can do in 90 days, if you really commit yourself and you, you've got a group, you're surrounded, we come together every week we keep you accountable and we want to see you thrive and um, go and get what you deserve accountability is a very important thing so i think that's amazing that you guys do that you know yeah i think it's the word of the year accountability for (laughs) we want to be that accountability partner that's that's there and understands you and that you can really come every week and come with your issues we also have our own podcast so we've got lots of freebies also on our website and we've got blog posts weekly blog posts so we yeah we really want to be able to make an impact on thousands of people in business and on different ways now being an entrepreneur is obviously not for the faint of heart it's it's a tough journey as we mentioned but it's so rewarding like i said i couldn't imagine going back to working for someone else or doing anything else so what is one piece of advice you would offer to someone who is thinking about making the leap into the world of entrepreneurship but hasn't quite got to that point yet just do it There's never a perfect time, right? There's never a perfect moment. And just if you know you've got that, something's in there that you feel that you want to do it, really go for it. Because I mean, I feel I waited a year too long and I had to have this accident. And that was, yeah, it was a horrible experience to have. Yes, it made me actually live the life I actually wanted to do in the end. But do it. Like, really, we need to trust ourselves way more than we do. And we've got it all within. And you can get support. I mean, that's a part of what the 90 Day Divas does. We want to support people wanting to leave the corporate world. But yeah, you can find a lot of groups. I mean, your group is amazing, your Facebook group. Thank you. And just surround yourself with people that are already doing what you want to do. But what do you say to the people who turn, well, or these people that think, oh, I've got to have everything planned out before I jump. It's not the right time because everything's not perfectly lined up. I don't have everything planned out. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, lots of excuses, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe sometimes you do also need to ask yourself, well, is that really what you want to do? Yeah. Is it sort of wishful thinking? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know a lot of those people as that actually have been wanting to do the same as I have for over five years and they're still thinking See? about it and they're still yeah. looking and they follow my journey, which is interesting, some more than others. And yeah, you sort of, some you can say with a bit of jealousy, which I never want people to feel like that. Yeah. You want to inspire people to do it and to show, look, it is possible and you can do it. I guess it's also interesting to know those people with all the excuses, but what's the underlying big fear that they have? 
I would say fear of failure is probably one of the biggest things. That could be, yeah. Or don't trust themselves. Yeah, yeah, Mm. for sure. Fear is a huge part of it, I think. And Mm. I mean, you could flip that and use fear as a motivator, as a motivator, as a motivation Mm. to do it. So I don't know. I mean, to each their own, if people will do it if and when they're ready. It's just sad to me that so many people go through life working at jobs they fucking hate Mm. and the only thing stopping them is that fear of the unknown. Mm, yeah, totally. And I mean, every day is unknown. We don't know what tomorrow's going to yeah. be. So, and yeah, I think the stats is, a, I know here in New Zealand, it's around 40% of the people don't enjoy going to work. So <laughs> that's <laughs> staggering. Isn't it? Yeah. And it, it, it really be like just for the money to go and do something. Um, the yeah. golden handcuffs, as they say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're in the golden cage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the landscape of, because you work with women and predominantly women, what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses in terms of how it's evolved and how it's continuing to shift and evolve? Well, I see a great a shift going in the right direction, a positive yeah. shift. It's very exciting to see. I mean, every time I see a new business that's been founded by a woman, not them, that I'm a feminist or anything, but it does excite me. And um, often, if I can, I do love supporting those businesses. Yeah, I guess it's interesting. Yeah, I, I love seeing it. And uh, the more, the better, really. Why do you think it started to shift so much more in the last, say, five to 10 years as opposed to previously? I think also that fear could have been one thing, but also actually that women start believing in themselves way more that they see they can do it. They don't, they don't need to rely on a man to do it or yeah, that they really take action and take responsibility of their own lives and their dreams. And it can't be, I'll just have a man or a husband and he's going to provide for me or make me happy. That's never going to happen. So that might be one way. And yeah. also these days, yeah, it's very easy to, to connect with people, to start your business online. Like you can have kids and run your business i guess that's a big whole digital well i think that's a big thing with conditioning too right is women have been told that you can't have it all you have to have this or this totally and i think that mindset is starting to shift which is incredible and i guess too there when i started my business uh, that was a thought i had too is like wow can I still have a family next to this would this be possible and yeah there's a few thoughts that go around but we can make it happen So what are your thoughts on the shift in mindset and how do women continue to push through and continue to break down these ridiculous um, conditions that have been put on us on women and the ridiculous barriers and ways of thinking? Well, we just keep on going for it. Keep on yeah, like your group that you've got, like really the more power or the more powerful people that come together, the more we can actually change. Because what is it? Step by step, we really have to just be patient and be positive. It's happening and it's, it might be a very slow process, but we we're seeing changes and celebrate each little change and victory. Um, So what advice do you have for women specifically Mm -hmm. looking to grow either their own business or within say a company in within corporate culture? Well, having a mentor, someone who can really support you to go to that next step. I think that's a big, a big um, plus to, to get there. Surround yourself with like-minded people, have accountability partners. It could be an accountability group that you meet every week. I think that's the main thing that I would. What would you say, in your opinion, Lucy, are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? 
That's a good one too. <laughs> wow, I guess those skills you never thought you needed as an entrepreneur. <laughs> Definitely persistence. That would yeah. be a thing. And then, yeah, trusting yourself really mm-hmm. starts with you trusting and knowing that you can find the information you needed anywhere and everywhere. And also be open to change. Be like my type. I think that's a big one. The adaptability, being able to shift gears and change. I mean, if nothing else from COVID, (laughs) that was probably (laughs) one of the biggest lessons ever. Oh, totally. And also, I mean, exactly in my industry, I mean, in marketing, it's constantly changing with all these trends and you have to go with it if you... Yeah, like TikTok's the latest one. I mean, if you wanted to be successful on TikTok, you just had to try it and give it a go. Yeah. With with your business, you need to have that attitude of, I'm just going to give it a go and see. There's no right or wrong. It really, we need to sort of pivot a bit and see which step might work and be open that it might not work, but you didn't fail. At least you tried. So congratulations to that. I mean. And then try something else if that doesn't work. Yeah. Because I like to say you either win or you you learn. So, Yeah, there you go. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful, Lucy? Inspire other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely love inspiring and motivating and encouraging people to go there because I just feel like I see where they could be going and I get very excited about that. And then the big picture thinking, like I quickly can put the puzzle pieces together and see what will work and how they could do it without. So your cheerleading skills are up to snuff then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that. And also knowing exactly what they need to do, have a bit of a plan and put that in place and understanding the implementations that you can or should be doing and how you can tweak them to really grow. Mm -hmm. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? That's a good good question. I feel that also there that's changed a bit over, over the years. At first, when I was at uni, for me, success was like getting out there, getting in the corporate world, making the six figures and uh, really just going up that ladder. And now since I started my business, it's really success has changed to like time, being able to work on my terms having that freedom, being able to travel, work from anywhere. That's so it used to be more like the success, the the money that you'd make and now yeah. really more the freedom of time. So I can spend my time. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after you learned it? Well, um, yeah, really trust my gut instinct. Listen to that. Because I feel whenever I didn't do it, I always sort of realized "Mm, that wasn't quite what I wanted or I might have regretted something. And it's hard. It's hard because it's constantly talking with us, but you've got these two voices. You've got sort of, yeah, like I said before, with the corporate world or society who wants us to do certain things. And you've got your soul talking to you who really wants that, what's actually your desire, your passion to do that. And it just feels so much more aligned if you start living from your heart. I think that's a, a good lesson for me. It's It has to, everything I do, or if someone asks me to do, I really need to ask myself, does it feel good to me? Or am I just doing it for the wrong reasons? Or what? Yeah, yeah. does it does it light you up? Does it excite you? Because otherwise, why bother? Yeah, definitely. And especially also in business and with my clients, I need to be excited to work with this person or this company if it doesn't, if it's really just for the money, it's the wrong motivation. 
and then long term I'll start resenting my client and I definitely don't want to do that so maybe you want to say no and have those boundaries in place nice saying if you say no to someone you're saying yes to yourself and I really like living by that what does the word empowerment mean to you Oh, it means breaking free. It means living, yeah, living to what excites you and um, I guess creating okay. the life that you want to to have. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be two, three, four word answer type of thing, okay? Okay, great. How would you describe yourself in one word? Open-minded. What never fails to make you laugh? Oh, I never. Oh, I guess my dog being silly. That's always okay. hilarious. What is your favorite self-care practice? Going, doing yoga. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? To inspire people to really do what excites them. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Happiness. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To be proud of themselves. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What challenge in your life has shaped you the most? What challenge? Um, I definitely think it might've been that car accident that really challenged me in a lot of ways, physically, mentally, to really go through that being very young and thinking, wow, I can maybe not move my body again. That was yeah. quite scary. Yeah, that was a massive challenge and a great learning. Like I'm, And that's really also there where, as an entrepreneur, yeah, you need to have that balance as well. Like you look after your health, your well-being. So making sure you really take care of your body because we can't work without our body. And For even sure. more when you're running your own business, if, yeah, if my body can't work, how can I be able to provide? Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh, the worst piece? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I thought I'd flip things a little instead of the best piece. Let's let's see what the worst piece people worst have gotten. Yeah, it's basically all the fears that these people have themselves. And they're yeah. they yeah, they put it on you. Yeah, they're projecting yeah, and reflecting true. onto you. And once you start realizing that, you realize a lot of people do that. And they often will sure. give you advice based on their beliefs. And it's crazy. Yep. Once you start yeah, I was quite unaware of that. I was very naive and I thought, no, no, no. They all want the best for me, but I'm sure they do, but their fear comes through. We always need Absolutely. to think if someone gives us advice, where are they in life and yeah. have they already achieved what I want to do or, yeah, where, where's it coming Those from? are the people you should be taking advice from. Mm, that's it. Totally. But that takes time to realize and to yeah. learn and, and to also have the guts to actually say thanks for your advice, but I won't be doing it. No, thanks. <laughs> Without sounding or being arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> what is one lesson that your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their lives? I guess it's sort of what we said before with that that being in flow, what feels right, the gut feeling, trusting trusting yourself. In the last two years, Lucy, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Oh, these are good questions. <laughs> <laughs> What habit? I think the whole routine, sort of having a routine also, not just with work, but with do a lot of yoga, or I surf and I go do lots of hikes. I'm very active to sort of have that a big part of my day-to-day -day business. Okay. Be some habit that I definitely 
and also having accountability groups that's something that yeah. I've really been real strong on like every week get together and that's just been massive that's helped me really grow and yeah evolve big time that's definitely an important mm. one the whole accountability piece especially in entrepreneurship yeah totally yeah really recommend everyone having something like that or like someone or a group if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman any woman in the world who would it be and why it would be at this stage it would be kim kardashian (laughs) (laughs) i really admire that whole family in the sense of how they've just started all their businesses and they're just going for it and there's another one and another of course they've got their following now but they keep creating new businesses and um, they do really want to make a change in this world. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? You're enough and trust yourself. I love that. Lastly, Lucy, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I would say life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Beautifully said. I love it. Lucy, thank you so much for being here with me today and for taking the time to share a little bit about your journey and your story. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and you're a true inspiration. So thank you for all the work that you do and for being the beautiful bright light that you are shining out into the world. I appreciate you and I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Lucy Fritchie. She is the owner and founder of Create Your Own Future and a co-founder of the 90 Day Divas. Thank you so much, Lucy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.